Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY, building a better working world. And by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman. Welcome to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. I can't believe it, E. It is already the last week of the regular season for the New York Jets. Man, that's crazy. I mean, the season really did fly by, and, and it's been a, a season. We learned a lot about the team, and, and I think that, the, that we can both agree that the future is bright. You know, as much as we've seen in these last couple of games out of Sam Darnold, uh, I'm, I'm excited to, what the future holds. We have a great show in store for you tonight. Because it is running back central. Eli McGuire is here, as is Trenton Cannon. Uh, Both of those guys are contributing to this team down the stretch, and they figure to be part of this team's plans in 2019 and beyond. But why does this future look so bright? Look at the guy who's playing quarterback for the New York Jets right now. Sam Darnold continues to take steps each and every week against the Green Bay Packers. He stared across from him and saw Aaron Rodgers, perhaps one of the most athletically gifted players to ever put on a uniform in the National Football League. And what did Sam Darnold do? 24-35 for a career-high 341 yards, three three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. He is getting more and more efficient and effective by the week, E. I mean, I love what I saw out of Sam Darnold. He, he was efficient with the ball. He, he's really uh, being more decisive with, with his when he's throwing the football. You know, at the beginning of the year, it was almost like he was waiting for receivers to come open before he would throw it. Now he's anticipating the throws. He's understanding the coverages. And he's becoming a, a much more efficient quarterback because of it. His feet in the pocket are so much better than when we saw him play the Miami Dolphins and he suffered that strained right foot had four interceptions, and we were all wondering how he was going to respond when he got back in the lineup. Well, he became the youngest quarterback in NFL history to lead a game-winning drive in the fourth quarter in Buffalo. The following week against the Houston Texans and that fearsome pass rush, he was very good. And then he followed it up with perhaps, I think, this was his finest performance of his rookie season. What do you think? Uh, I agree with you. You know, these last uh, couple of weeks, that, that since he's come off that injury, we've seen a different quarterback in Sam Darnold. And, and we've talked about it weeks before. That, that time off, for him to sit back and watch Josh McCown run the offense, run practice, uh, sit back and watch how defenses are attacking uh, this offense, I think it really helped Sam. You know, it really helped him grow as a player, helped him get a better understanding of, of the process and, and running, a, managing a game, and you're starting to see it. You know, you're starting to see uh, what, this, what his potential is. And I think if you're a New York Jets fan, you have to be excited about that. Hey, since we are on live on ESPN Radio tonight, for the first time in a while, we will be taking calls, 800 917 3776. So call in and uh, join us, and we'll be taking your calls here in a segment or two. But, uh, Eric, I can't say enough about this guy. And I'm disappointed that the season is ending right now because uh, when the Jets play the New England Patriots, obviously they'll enter a very important and critical offseason. But 
Um, with this guy playing so well, you're wondering what's going to happen with him next. And two of the big developments for me offensively have been the emergence of Robbie Anderson, a now healthy Robbie Anderson, and the continued development of Chris Herndon. Because Sam Darnold has such great instincts and vision. That's the thing that separates elite quarterbacks in the National Football League. Does the guy have instincts? And he has great feel, and he also has a knack for finding the open receiver. And these two guys are, fl- are flourishing right now. Yeah, I mean, he does have great instincts. Uh, he has great courage. You know, he, he doesn't hesitate to, to let it rip. And he, although he does make mistakes, he never gets down about it. And, and, I, and I like his his. His, his body language on the sidelines. I like the way he approaches the game. I think it's the right attitude for a successful quarterback. And, you know, me playing defensive back, when I'm looking at a quarterback and seeing how quick he's getting the ball out, how efficient he's being, he's starting to get scary for, for defenders because he, he doesn't mind taking those chances. And now that he's taking those good calculated risks and making those big-time throws to Chris Herndon, to Robbie Anderson, he's kind of found his way a bit. Uh, he's just starting to get dangerous, so I agree. It's a tough time to end the season once he's starting to play his best football. Inside the Jets is supported by selective insurance responses, everything. What do you think about Herndon and what his possible ceiling is with that connection? Because uh, Darnold was quite often on the mark against the Green Bay Packers, but one of the times he wasn't was a third down play there inside the red zone, and Chris Herndon, made an Amazing. unbelievable one-handed grab. Uh, unbelievable catch. Yeah, and Chris is, has really developed as a player. You know, everyone knows he's a good he's a good run blocker, but his routes are, are amazing. You know, coming into the draft, no one had a 40 time on Chris, uh, but he showed once he came off that injury, he can blaze. He, he can run past safeties. He's a mismatch for linebackers, and he does a great job of catching the ball in the, in the open field. And I, I think that he and Sam's development and their relationship together are just going to continue to flourish, and he's going to be a, a great, great tight end for a long time to come. Well, you can It's been a while since the Jets have had – a successful tight end. Well, yeah, he's within uh, shouting distance of Dustin Keller for, for, I believe, the receiving tight end rookie yards mark for the New York Jets in franchise history. You mentioned something very interesting that I want you to elaborate on. You played safety in the National Football League, E. You said he's a great route runner. What does he do that makes him different than other tight ends that you see or you played against? Well, you know, a lot of the tight ends are, are bigger and, and strong guys. So they want to, you know, run up, get, get body contact with a smaller safety, and then box them out. Chris runs routes like a, a wide receiver. You know, he's able to stem in his routes. He's able to change the leverage of your coverage, you know, where you might want to start off as a, as a safety playing outside leverage because your help is inside. He's going to press your leverage, make you uncomfortable, and then, and then run his route, uh, get open on you, and he makes those difficult catches. And he has the speed to run past you, so you have to respect it as a safety. And how about the way he adjusts when Darnold gets out of the pocket? There's been times when he's been pressured outside the pocket, Herndon has shown the knack for finding the open spot in the defense, and that's not easy to do. Some guys don't have the ability, but he knows when Sam Darnold's scrambling out that, sure, Darnold might talk it, but he's looking down the field, and I'm going to find a spot for him, and he's going to be comfortable throwing the football to me. Yeah, it's not easy, especially for a young tight end, to understand the holes in the zones, to understand where to sit down when your quarterback scrambles. But that all comes with growth. That, that all comes with having that relationship uh, of he and Sam Darnold. 
and practice, uh, understanding film study together. And I think it's great that they came in as rookies together because they, they have a lot of time to play together, to grow together, and become a great tandem. Yeah, because people were wondering, where are the Jets' offensive weapons here early in the 2018 season? And Herndon had that stretch there where three consecutive games with a touchdown reception. Now he's coming into his own. Robbie Anderson, I think, was really bottled, uh, bothered by that ankle injury here earlier in the season. And now you're seeing the Robbie Anderson that we expected prior to this season starting. I mean, I, I always talk about Robbie's development as a wide receiver. I mean, he came into the league as a, as a burner, a guy who can just run deep routes, and he's worked on his game. He's worked on his route running, coming in and out of breaks, and really become a complete receiver. You know, he, he's a slim guy, but he, you can't tell by the way he runs routes. He runs across the middle. He's fearless, uh, and, and he's really becoming a matchup problem in the secondary. And, and I love how, how he's continued to grow his game and didn't get disgruntled when he wasn't getting the ball early, early in the season, and now it's starting to pay off, and he's getting those targets. Jets Reward members, don't forget to enter the code STRONG in your Jets Rewards portal during the show to earn 100 points. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. And how about the young backfield who are here tonight? Both Eli McGuire and Trenton Cannon contributing as well. That's three consecutive games with a touchdown for McGuire, and he's got four over the same three-game span. Oh, man, it's been exciting watching McGuire come in. Uh, you know you know when he gets the ball, every time he touches the ball, he has the opportunity to, to hit his head on the field goal post. You know, he's one of those players that can make you miss in a phone booth. He can, you know, he has the speed to outrun leverage, and uh, you can't coach that. You know, he has a, a great knack for running the football, and he does a great job in pass protection. That's something else that, that you appreciate as a football player. A lot of guys can run the ball, but can you protect your quarterback on third down, releasing the flats, and, and, and move the chains? And we'll talk to Eli about this here in our next segment, but I think it's only a matter of time before he breaks one like we saw him do that against the Jacksonville Jaguars last year because he has that ex explosive ability, and a couple of the linemen have mentioned that to me. Oh, yeah, you keep giving him touches and he keep giving him opportunities, and sooner or later he's going to make that, that safety miss. He's going to make that linebacker miss and take it the distance. So, you know, I, I like what he's, he's done, especially coming off the injury to start the year. He continued to take care of his body and didn't really miss a beat when he came back. And it, it's great to see the future of the Jets' running back situation be so bright. Uh, speaking about the Jets' future, We'd be remiss if we didn't mention three pro bowlers, two veterans on special teams. That's Andre Roberts, who's had an unbelievable season. Simply put, the top returner in the National Football League, wire to wire, starting in Detroit. And then we saw what he could do again last week against the Green Bay Packers. Um, Jason Myers, just a tremendous story, a waiver claim, August 21st. He was released from the Seattle Seahawks. They decided to go with the future Hall of Famer and Sebastian Janikowski, and the Jets had the good fortune to picking him up off of waivers, and he's had a heck of a season. And then finally, when I speak about the youth, the cornerstone pieces with the New York Jets, defensively it starts with one guy. That's a guy who played your position in the National Football League, number 33, Jamal Adams. Oh, man, I get excited, you know, talking about Jamal because uh, – he plays the game the right way. You know, he plays with so much passion and energy and emotion that, that it's infectious. You know, you see the rest of the defense picking up on it. Uh, you, can, you can tell by the way that he approaches the game. When you watch that game, 33 stands out on the film. 
you know, he, he's around every football. He has great energy. And I, I think that it's important for your team. You know, he, he's a leader of this team. He's one of the better players. And he demands that from his teammates. Yeah. So th- th- great leadership for the future. And I'm excited what it, what it holds. Well, we got a lot to talk about regarding Jamal Adams, and we'll get to that later on in the program because I remember the first time he went up to New England, the Jets end the season this weekend at Gillette Stadium. Last year, of course, they did as well, and Jamal Adams was greeted by some cold and decided to take his shirt off. And he always uh, takes his game up a notch when Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady are involved. But uh, – we got plenty of time to talk about that. Uh, so many things to get to here on Inside the Jets. Remember, the number is 800-917-3776, but we're going to come right back. Oh, excuse me, 800-919-3776. It's been so long, I'm a little oh, rusty. So we're excited to get those calls, but we're going to come right back with the aforementioned Eli McGuire. Take the snap, looks left, throws it left, wide open left, right, McGuire at the 20, at the 15, 10, powers his way down the sideline, at the pylon, into the end zone for a touchdown. We now welcome in Eli McGuire. How y'all doing? Good, man. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. Eli, you are on quite the streak right now. Uh, Every game, you're putting it in the end zone. What do you think about that and how you've been able to help your team with these contributions? That's three straight games with a touchdown and four in the past three games. Well, we've been committed to the run game, man. And uh, the O-line, just always tell the O.C., let's run the ball. I think it's it's a burning desire inside them that they want to run the ball so bad uh, to help the team uh, move the ball on the field. So um, that's where it all starts at with the O-line and with myself as well. But, but with those guys just making blocks for me and finding finding holes where I could get through, um, it's huge, man. It's real huge. Man, you're not just doing it running the ball now. You, you're catching the ball at the backfield too. Can you talk about uh, being a multifaceted running back and being able to pass block, run the football, and catch the ball at the backfield? Man, it's hard to find those type of guys uh, these days. Uh, they, they they very hard to come by. Um, and if you do find one, you're blessed to have one in your organization. Mm-hmm. So uh, with me, uh, I think with our OC, he do a great job of matching us up with a linebacker. Um, that's every running back's dream to get matched up with a linebacker because, of course, it's a mismatch mm-hmm. for us. Um, and as far as the protection goes, man, uh, that's big. Uh, for a running back as well. If you could protect the quarterback, you're playing this league for a long time. So, e- Eli, 235 yards rushing. We had a conversation in the locker room last week. You said your running backs coach, Stump Mitchell, said, hey, Eli, how many yards rushing did you have last year? And you said, I'm not really sure. He told the 315. So you're 80 shy of reaching the 315 uh, goal what did you think about Stump saying that to you, that, hey, listen, you should aspire to passing your numbers your rookie season, even though you missed your first eight games this season? Yeah, it's crazy that you bring that up because uh, he told me again today. Did he? But he told me I, I was 71 yards shy. Okay, I got you down in 235, so Stump and I are going to have to check on that. Yeah, y'all check on that. But <laughs> uh, And then he, al- he also brought up uh, – my 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 pass catching. Oh, did he? So I had 17 last year, and I have 17 right now. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna pass pass that up. But as far as the run game, man, uh, for for the pass what I had last year up, I'm gonna have to leave everything out there. So and that's my mindset going into this game, just leaving everything out there. 
Um, just playing hard for my team. Uh, I want to play so hard that they have to drag me off the field. So that's my mindset going into this game and just, just having fun. Now, now, can you talk about this matchup? You know, playing against the Patriots, obviously big rival. You know, you're going up to, to Gillette Stadium. Does it mean a little more when you play the Patriots and have a chance? Obviously, the Jets aren't in a position that they want to be, but you have an opportunity to spoil some things for for the Patriots a little bit. Does it does that give you any motivation? Yeah, I think from my understanding, man, uh, this organization uh, hadn't beat the Patriots in a long time. Uh, and then for me, uh, if we pull off this win uh, in a few days, for me to be a part of that, man, it'll, it'll be huge. Uh, like you said, it's a big rivalry. Uh, Coach Bowles always said they know us and we know them. So um, I think it's going to be a good game on Sunday. How would you describe this season? Anybody who followed the New York Jets throughout the spring knew Eli McGuire was tearing it up. Everybody was talking about you. Then the first day of training camp, you injure your foot. Unfortunately, you missed the season's first eight games. And now as December continues, it's almost like you're just getting warmed up. <laughs> yeah, man, it was tough, man. Them first eight games, I didn't. I didn't know how to handle it because uh, I wasn't used to sitting on the sideline or not even traveling. But those first eight games, I think it, it taught me something. It taught me to stay strong. And when I came back, I, all I was thinking to myself that uh, I'm making up for lost time. So uh, that's why I'm playing the way I'm playing. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't start the season off like I wanted to uh, from game one. But uh, I'm making up for lost time. and I'm doing everything I can. Uh, for this team to win. Well, that's what you're about is battling through adversity. Your Twitter name is Mr. Adversity. Can you can you talk about uh, your Twitter name and what you've gone through? Yeah, I came up with the Twitter name uh, Mr. Adversity uh, a lot of years ago when my dad passed. Uh, he passed when I was 12 years old. That's why I wore this 12 chain. And uh, when when that happened, man, uh, I just wanted to shut everything down. I didn't want to play sports anymore. I wanted I didn't want to go to school. But the people I had around me. They they uplift me and told me to get back on my feet. Uh, you got a bright future ahead of you. Cause my dad, he was a, he was a big part of my life. He never missed a game, no matter if it was football or basketball. He was always there. And when he loved his world, man, it was it was tough. It was tough on me. And I was only 12 years old. I didn't I, I didn't really know what was going on. Mm -hmm. But not seeing my dad every day, I knew something was up. So that's why. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure he's proud of you right now, looking down on you. Most definitely. That's why every time I score a touchdown, I cross my heart and okay. point to the sky. So. Who were your dad's teams when you were growing up? Because you grew up in Louisiana, obviously. And uh, talk about the connection and some of the lessons he gave you as well. Well, I, I don't, I don't really know that. But my dad, he's from Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. So I got folks out there. Uh, but he's been in Louisiana most of his life. Uh, but our, our connection, man, is it was strong. Like we knew each other very well, and I was a daddy's boy. So <laughs> wherever he went, that's where I wanted to go, and. I'm the baby of six. I got four sisters and one brother. So when I didn't get something, my dad made sure <laughs> it, it got it got done. So that's that's what I miss the most about him. Well, you got a one-year-old now. The, yep. the lessons that your father taught you help you be a better father? Yes, uh, most definitely. Because it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of people in the world, a lot of sons in the world that don't grow up without a father. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with a father in 12 years of my life. And after that, I had to turn to basketball and football coaches to be that, that father figure uh, type man and, and show me the ropes and show me how to treat females and stuff like that. But my one-year-old daughter, man, is a blessing. Uh, What's her name? Aubrey. 
and she she's one now. Uh, I had her last year during OTAs, okay. so I had to leave OTAs uh, to get back to Louisiana to be there for the birth. But she's she's she act like she's grown. Yeah. <laughs> does it, does it, I always ask people this that that are new parents? Did having your daughter change the way you approach football? Did it approach the way you go to work? Yes, it did because now I, I had a why, but now I got a bigger why. Mm -hmm. Like I, she may not know now, but when she when she get older and understand, uh, she gonna know her dad is was in the NFL or whatever. However you wanna look at it, but she's my why. Like I gotta keep food on the table for her, mm -hmm. so, she, so she can live every day. Elab, what did you get her for her first Christmas? Oh, uh, well, it's actually her second Christmas. Oh, so, that, that's right. <laughs> it's actually her second Christmas, but uh, I got I got FaceTime's call uh, from her mother, and she uh, she got a baby though, and she she just so excited. She yeah. treated like she liked babies. <laughs> so every time, like one time we was in the mall, and we we put it down and let her walk, and she seen a baby in a stroller, and she went ran and tried to take the baby out the stroller. <laughs> So she got a baby doll, man, and when I seen her on FaceTime opening up present, man, it was it was unbelievable. That's awesome. Eli, let's get back to on the field real quickly. Um, people I talk to, and we've talked about this in the past, always discuss your pad level, the low pad level, and that's something Eric and I have discussed right here on this show. Where did you get that from? Was that natural or is that something you had to work on? It definitely wasn't natural. It's something I had to work on. Uh, I think I told you uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, when I first got to college, I was running high, and I got a welcome to a college football. <laughs> but it was it was in a, the spring game. It wasn't an actual game. It was in the spring game. And from that moment, man, my coach told me, I told you to get your pads down. And from and ever since then, we'll do we'll do a drill. From that moment, we'll do a drill with like the PVC pipe. And it's stand up, so you ain't got no choice but to put your pads down when you're running through the hole. And that's as a running back, you want to have your pads pads low. That's how you always fall far for extra yards. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's it's good. Well, you well you definitely had your pads low. I just saw a highlight of you yeah. catching that ball out the backfield <laughs> and running through that defensive back for a touchdown last week. What are you thinking when you when you see a defender is one on one? He sees you, you see him. What's your mindset in that, at that point in time? I'm not a big run-over guy, but, you know, at times uh, when you have to do it, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. But most of the times in a one-on-one -on -one situation, uh, I'd probably make a guy miss just by juking him. But in that situation we just saw there, I ain't have no choice because yeah. I had two guys uh, running towards me. Well, the guy that was on the goal line, he was just sitting there, but the other guy was running towards me. So my mindset was I'm about to get in the end zone. Yeah. So I had to lower my pass getting in the end zone and – Celebrate with my teammate. Let me ask you about uh, your teammate here who is here tonight, Trenton Cannon. You were in his shoes last year. You were a six-round pick out of Louisiana Lafayette. He's a six-round pick out of Virginia State. He's getting his feet wet in the National Football League. What has he been like, and what is his future in this league? Trent has been a, a professional. Uh, you know, like you said, I was in a position last year, um, but my situation is different from him. Only one guy went down last year with me. Two guys went down with him. So, and he's been throwing a lot, man. It's it's crazy how much uh, they have been throwing at him, like all the plays. And to be a pro, you have to go home and study. And he's done that like every day. So when he come back the next day for practice, the coaches know what he's doing. And 
I think he he gonna have a, a a great career in this league. As as y'all can see, he a great special team uh, on Gunner. So yeah, he made some good plays at Gunner. Man, so, that was a big hit. Yes, and it in the league, the guys that don't start, they mostly play special teams. So, um. That's that's big, man. Well, listen, you keep on doing what you're doing. Let's see if you can end 2018 off with another touchdown, four consecutive games, and let's see if you can make Stump Mitchell happy and you'll cross those rookie marks from a year ago. But Eli making a lot of contributions down the stretch for this team. We appreciate you coming here to Inside the Jets, and we're going to come right back with Trent Ken. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. Eli McGuire was up here just before, and it is running backs night on Inside the Jets because rookie Trenton Cannon joins us right now. Trenton, thank you so much for joining us. Problem. How you doing? Good. Okay, let's not bury the lead. So there's a big hit. Jets, Packers, you play gunner position on special teams. Um, take me through your vantage point, your perspective of what you're seeing going down as the punt is in the air, you're locating the return man, and then what happens from there? Because people, we were just talking about it off the air. People were crushing me on Twitter because I said, Trenton Cannon is quick, he is fast, he got down there in a hurry, they're going to call that every week in the National Football League because they're afraid of the vicious hits, even if it was legal. So, so uh, take me through it uh, uh, from your perspective. Right. Um, some of my um, advantages is, you know, like you said, the speed and quickness um, help me out a lot as far as um, running down the field and getting to the returner. But um, like you said on that, on that hit, I feel like it was a clean hit. Well, I know it was a clean hit, especially after um, watching it over. And um, the coaches said it, too, you know, after they watched the film, that it was a clean hit. Um, it was perfect form, and um, I was low. It wasn't helmet to helmet. My shoulder pass hit him. But as far as um, the penalty, I feel like I shouldn't have got it. But. Can the referee – does the referee um, at that time or one of the guys ever come over to you and be like, hey, we missed that call? Or what was that interaction like? Do you say anything? Um, actually, like, when we came back from, I want to say, when we came back from halftime, like, the ref came over there, and he had talked to me. He said, um, he asked me, he asked me, was my head up or something like that? And I was thinking, like, how you don't know that? Y'all made the call, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, um, yeah, my head was up. It was a perfect tackle. You know he did I mean? ask you that, huh? Yeah, he asked me that, and I was like, um, I was amazed. But, right. Well, well, keep making those kind of plays, man, because that's going to keep you on on an NFL roster for a long time. Now, can you talk about the importance of special teams? Because I know, you know, growing up in Virginia, going to Virginia State, you've always probably been the star running back. And now coming to the NFL, special teams are, are your way to, way on the team, and then you get the carries. Can you right. talk about the importance of, of being a special teamer? All right. Like you said, um, I just played running back. And um, in college, I didn't, I didn't really do special teams. Only – um, kick return and well, I did special teams, but I didn't do as far as tackling. Right, yeah, yeah. But I did kick return and um, I feel like special teams very important in in, um, in this league, anyways, because 
you know, we put the offense in certain um, field position, you know, in a good field position, and as well as defense. So you're listening to Inside the Jets, and we're going to take your calls momentarily. 800-919-3776. Trenton, but how you've made it look so easy on the outside? A lot of guys, it takes them months, years to become an effective and efficient gunner. Uh, you look like you've been doing this your whole life. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's, it's talent. I mean, like you said, my, my speed and uh, quickness help, helps me out. And um, I just use my athletic ability, you know, to help me out. It's more than athletic ability. You got to have the ticker. You got to have the heart because you got to embrace contact because you're getting that right at the line of scrimmage. And now people aren't sleeping on number 40 anymore because they're often going to double team you. And you got to beat that physicality on the line and then go down and find the return man and make that tackle. Yeah, it's the, it's, it's the ability and um, the want, you know, to get down there and make a big play. And um, that's how I am every play. I want to get down there. I want to make the ta- I want to be the one to make the tackle. You know what I mean? So that helps me, you know, get that push, you know. What do you think about the guy opposite you oftentimes? That's Teron Peak. A lot of people are wondering, hey, how does Peak make the roster? Well, yes, he is a receiver, but he is also one of the core special teams guys here. And you two at the gunner position, for my money, best combo in the National Football League. Um, yeah, you think that. I think that, too. <laughs> yeah, I think we're the best in the league also. And um, like, like you said, Sharon, he's been, he been here already. And um, I learned uh, um, a lot from him this year, from just watching him play gunner. So he he wanted the best in the league to me. Trent, can you talk about uh, playing running the running back position now? You've been a special teamer at the beginning of the year. You know, obviously played in preseason at the running back position. Couple injuries go down. A couple guys go down to injury. You're inserted into the lineup as a running back. Can you talk about some of the challenges of of the playbook, uh, the the defense, the blitz packages that you have to face? Can you talk about some of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, a couple a couple guys went down or whatever. And um, at the beginning of the season, I didn't really, you know, play on offense a lot. I was just, you know, a special team core guy. And um, once they went down, I, I knew I had to, you know, step up and um, contribute to the team as far as on offense. And um, always Coach Stump, he always told me, you know, um, stay ready. You know what I'm saying? You know, you never know what could go down. Um, injuries, it happened in this league. So, um I always stay ready, and um, that helped me, you know, contribute. You're getting those opportunities now. Uh, actually, I think the Jets fell in love with you because of your return ability. Brand Boyer went down there to Virginia, saw what you could do as a kickoff returner. Um, you had saw a couple miscues. Uh, I would say learning experiences right. in uh, in terms of. Uh, punt return, but how can a guy like Andre Roberts help you in your development? Um, because eventually in this league, I assume you are going to be a team's returner. Right. I, I will be yeah. eventually. Yep. Um, like you said, it's, it's a learning experience. Um, in college, I just did um, kickoff return. I led the nation in kickoff returns um, as far as Division two, And um, so that was down. I, I knew how to do that. It's just um, the punts. I, I didn't really do that in college, but um, it was definitely a learning experience from um, from the beginning when I first got here. And now I, I've gotten way better at catching punts, and um, I'm still I'm, I'm continuing to get better. You know, 
So eventually, I, I definitely became uh, returning punch. Yeah, because that, that that is the thing that I want people to remember is that they're not seeing practice every day, and you're taking those steps each and every day at practice, right. and. The next time around, when you get those opportunities, you're going to cash in because look at what you've been doing on the outside. And also, you're taking advantage of your opportunities on offense. Trenton, we appreciate you so much for stopping by here on Inside the Jets. We're going to come right back with your calls. That's 800-919-3776. Returnable kick for Roberts from the 1. Runs right to the 10, lane to the 15, across the 20. He's in the open at the 40. He is gone. No flags at the Packers 30. 20, 10, 5, touchdown. Andre Roberts takes it the distance. And the Jets have their two-touchdown lead right back with an Andre Roberts 99-yard touchdown return off the kickoff. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman has been running backs night here. Eli McGuire continues to produce for the green and white. Trenton Cannon, an under-the-radar story as far as his special team's contributions. We just heard Bob White Shoes with Shoes with the call, the 99-yard kickoff return for a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers. What has Andre Roberts not done in 2018? Jason Myers has been phenomenal. Uh, I'm glad we got Cannon up here. A quiet kid, a nice kid, but... He gets after it on the football field. Tremendous job by him. And Eli McGuire on a nice run himself uh, on a double-edged sword. It's tough to see Bilal Paul and Isaiah Crowell go down to injury, but it is very rewarding on the other side of the uh, spectrum to see Eli McGuire and Trenton Cannon take advantage of their opportunities. Yeah, this has been, this has been a great opportunity for the Jets to figure out Who's in the future? You know, the youth, the youth movement, giving them an opportunity to, to come in here and contribute to the games. And you've seen a lot of these players step up. You know, we talk about Trenton Cannon stepping up and making plays on special teams. Eli McGuire showing that he can handle a full workload as a running back. Uh, and, and, you, and you get to see that some of these young guys play different positions in the secondary. So it's, it's great for the future. You know, obviously we're not in the position that we would like to be no. in, making a playoff run. But you get to find out next year. And the future looks so bright, especially with uh, Herndon, Sam Darnold, you know, all these young players on this Jets roster. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Don't give up on Trenton Cannon as a returner. I know he had some issues with the punt returning. That's something he did not have experience with prior to coming to the New York Jets. Uh, I think he's got a fine future doing that in the National Football League as well. Let's go to some calls. It's been so long. We haven't been on live because uh, the New York Knicks – and other sporting events, but we are on live right now, so let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Hi. Eric, how are you? Happy, Eric, EA, happy holidays for both of you. I hope everything is good with you guys. Happy holidays, brother. Hey, it's good to hear you back on the air uh, and live at least. And uh, you had two good guests. Uh, and Eric, you're right, we're with the youth movement. Um, there's a lot of promising things to look forward to next year. But, you know, how could I not talk about the quarterback, which is a good story. And, and the thing that I've enjoyed most about watching him, you know, developing this year, it's like you almost take a kid and you put him on a bike with training wheels. And he's going along and he's doing fine, has a couple of bumps in the road, maybe falls off the bike once or twice. Then all of a sudden gets on that bike and the training wheels come off and he takes off. And that is what happened to Sam these last three games. And... 
uh, I, I just think I think the future is just the ceiling. There is no ceiling. I, I just think he has so much gifted athletic ability, especially, you know, he makes plays with his legs. He buys time. And he had that uncanny talent to, to roll to his left and throw across his body. So I, I just – I think the future for the Jets, it built around this kid. Um, we finally got our quarterback. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward for years to come to watch this kid play. E, uh, well said by Ira. He's been watching the Jets for a long time. And uh, you have reason to be excited. This is the first time – I said this on the show – Last week, this is the first time since 2002 when your former teammate, Chad Pennington, took the NFL by storm where you can say, we have a young quarterback who is awfully talented and he is ready to excel on this level. And Sam Darnold is. And oh, by the way, he's 21. And the team you're facing this week, the New England Patriots, who've won five Super Bowl titles, who Tom Brady's a four-time Super Bowl MVP, a three-time NFL MVP. You know what? They've dominated the division, and all the accolades should go their way. Their quarterback is 41 years old. It's not going to last forever. Yeah, I mean, you're starting to see uh, a, a change of the guard in the AFC East, you know, with Josh Allen and, and particularly Sam Darnold. Uh, these guys are the future of the division, future of the NFL, and it's great that, that the Jets have that quarterback. You know, it's so hard to get a franchise quarterback, and, and when you look at the end of the year in the, in the conference championships, it's typically four very good quarterbacks, all pro quarterbacks, who are in that hunt. So uh, it definitely gives the Jets, Jets a shot, and, and, and it's a starting block for them to get to, that, to where they want to be, which is another Super Bowl championship. He can beat you from the pocket. He can beat you outside the pocket. He keeps his eyes down the field. And perhaps the most important thing about Sam Darnold is he has natural leadership qualities, and you have to have an uncanny, a different temperament to succeed in New York. This kid may have grown up in Southern California, but he has the temperament, the cool collective poise to succeed in New York in a big way. You have reason to be excited, Jets Nation. Let's go to Bob now. Bob, how are you? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm great. I want to just talk about Lamar Jackson, about uh, how Lamar is a, a good running quarterback, obviously. Is he able to throw uh, maybe a little bit? But, you know, we've seen in the past how running quarterbacks uh, haven't really gone anywhere so much. For example, like Michael Vick and uh, Cam Newton, and I don't even know so much other quarterbacks. But just for an example of those two guys, like where have these guys gone? Okay. Thanks, Bob. Yeah, I'll let you handle that one. Well, you know, it's tough. You know, in the NFL, it's a different game. Uh, the defensive linemen are much faster. The linebackers are, are as fast as the safety. So uh, w when you use your body, when you use your, your legs to, to gain all those yardage, gain that yardage, it's going to take its toll. And a lot of these quarterbacks aren't built for it. Uh, typically, you want your quarterback to be in the pocket. Uh, or, you know, when you look at Sam Darnold, he's a guy who stays in the pocket, but when, it, when the play breaks down, he extends the play. But like you mentioned earlier, he keeps his eyes down the field. He throws, he's extremely accurate on the run, and that's a special player. You know, you talk about uh, looking at a great quarterback. And when I, when I look at a great quarterback, I'm, I'm asking myself, 
if there's two minutes left in the game, we need a touchdown. Can this quarterback strike fear in the defense and lead his team down by to score a touchdown? By and Sam football. Darnold has shown that he can be that quarterback. You're right. And I like all the quarterbacks in the 2018 class. I will say that. I know a lot of people are going to rank them uh, certain ways here early in their respective careers. I like them all, including Lamar Jackson. But to your point, thanks for the call, Bob, about Lamar, even though this is inside the Jets, we'll, we'll handle it. I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he does a lot of good things with the football in his hands. I don't know if you can run 17, 15, 16 times a game in the National Football League long term. Let's continue to roll on and go to TC. TC, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm doing great. Thanks for putting me on. And most importantly, thank you for doing this show every week. It's awesome. And Jet fans like us love it. So thank you very much. Um, I guess what I would say is I know I'm in the minority on this. I'd love to hear your opinion, and I'll hang up and listen after. But I'm a believer that we are really only in the second year of the rebuild. You know, the 10-6 and and 15 sort of was a little ahead of schedule. And it kind of – my feeling was they sort of went for it the following year, and it didn't work out, and then they rebooted. And now this is really only year two. And unfortunately, the record may cost our coach's job. If it does, that's life in the business. But – I think, like everyone has said ahead of me, better days are definitely ahead. It looks like the best player on the team might be a quarterback for the first time in my life. I'm 49. <laughs> I think it's possible, and, I, and I, I'm excited for where we're going. But really, this is only year two, and we just got to keep this thing building and head in the right direction. Thanks for everything you guys do. Good call, TC. Uh, bottom line, yeah, if we go back the last four years, you go 10-6, and six, you keep the band together. And then some guys, their bodies started to fall apart. Some guys got older before our eyes. Last year, of course, um, you had to get uh, fiscally responsible, and I think you did that. You cleared some space off the salary cap. Josh McCown came in, gave you some leadership abilities, um, and, and the team uh, also functioned in terms of they were a competitive ball club while winning five games. But you got your quarterback. You got your quarterback this offseason, and that was step one. For long-term success in the National Football League, you have to have a young quarterback who you can build around. The New York Jets have a young quarterback they certainly can build around in 2019 and beyond. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to talk about E, and I've been victim of this myself, looking at the cap room, the financial flexibility the New York Jets have in the offseason. That's great, but you still want to build this thing through the draft. And oh, by the way, sometimes you got to be a smart shopper in free agency. That means not initially just going out and getting the biggest names, that first wave of free agency. It's being smart along the way because you build this thing through the draft. I believe that. I know you believe that as well. Absolutely. You have to build it through the draft, and you've seen the Jets in the past couple of years put those big building blocks together. You know, you look at Leonard Williams, uh, Jamal Adams, uh, the two men that were just out here on our show. Trent, and Cannon, those guys and are six-round draft picks. And, th- and that's where the most value is later in the later rounds. And Chris Hernan was a fourth-round pick. The later rounds in the draft is when you build your team. You know, you, you, you get these players in the draft, you add some key, key components in free agency, and that's how you build your team. But, you know, I, I think that the Jets have done a great job of developing young talent. I, I think that it's, gonna, it's a trend that's going to continue to happen, and you're going to start seeing the 
these younger guys get these opportunities and become big-time players in the league. And that's what the great organizations have done in the past. They develop those free agents. They develop the, the draft picks and make them into big-time players. Okay, Jets Patriots Sunday. Green and white wrap up the regular season. For everybody, for Eric Coleman and Eric Allen, we're out.